This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Today on the program, I'm so happy we're welcoming back John Abel from Abel's Premier Pest. We had a heck of a week last week that was stolen by squirrels. <laughs> After we we told a, a story last week, the tale of two squirrels, and that, that was it just set lightning off in our studios uh, but I did we, so we got John in this weekend to this week to answer some questions if you want to join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877 MPB ring that's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fix it 101 at mpbonline.org and oh, oh, oh remember we re-air this every Saturday at 9 a.m. right before the start the Stalt Gardner, which starts at 10. So we were uh, talking, how are you guys doing today? Wet. Everybody. <laughs> I think I'm molting. Yeah, yeah, me too. Everybody's talking about the, I, uh, all right, so right before the show every week, the contractors gather in my office, and we just kind of chatter for a few minutes before, you know, the show starts. And, and. All I saw today was gloomy faces walking in. <laughs> What's going on? And everybody, nobody can get any work done. It just keeps on raining. They can't get out there to get their stuff. What's going on with you guys? Well, in addition, I had a cancellation on a home inspection because the owner's daughter had the flu. Oh, uh, well, actually, that's not a bad thing. So the f- keep me out of that house. Oh yeah, my yeah. inspector was real happy she wasn't having to go over right, there. But right, that's yeah. in addition to the weather. People are kind of. All inside, right. and that's what causes that flu thing to oh, go yeah. around. So they well, may pass that it, around that house several the, times. The rain basically shuts the construction industry down, right? Because you, know, you, know, you just can't do anything. Well, and then that migrates into the banks because now the banks aren't making any any construction draws, right? So everybody's basically sitting around looking at each other. Mm-hmm. Well, in Mississippi's just got a whole bunch of it right now. <laughs> That's right. Just as yeah. much water yeah. as we can ever yeah. get. Yeah, and it's not just us here in Jackson. It's, like you said, it's the state. The southeast right. just yep. seems well, to be right. wet. Well, and you know, it's funny. Years ago, uh, I used to talk to my father in Alabama, and he would talk about the water wars with Georgia. And I thought, you know, Mississippi just doesn't do water wars. We've we got plenty. we got I mean, plenty. Yeah. yeah. Water is not a thing that we, that we lack. We've got that river. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's... Uh, uh, I, I'm going to get to some stuff here in just a second, John, uh, about what we got into last week with our squirrel issues. But it looks as though um, the phone is already ready. Ringing about those squirrels. <laughs> some squirrels. Kay is on the line in Madison. And uh, you got, where are your squirrels going on, Kay? My squirrels give me no trouble at all. All year they're great, except for when my peaches get ripe or close to ripe. They eat them off of my tree before... <laughs> They're remotely ripe enough for us to pick. Oh, boy. Is there anything we can do? Because they're really delicious if you ever Oh, this totally sounds Elmer Fudd. they <laughs> yeah. got a right to the steal that stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah. Squirrel sent out a memo. Right. Peaches are ready. Well... <laughs> You know, it, squirrels. I mean, of course, obviously, you know, peaches are uh, have a, of a sweet flavor, and um, they 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 will eat those, and sometimes they'll eat the seed. Uh, but uh, just far as stopping them from climbing the tree and stealing your peaches, uh, short you know, of covering, chopping the yeah. tree down. 
Oh. As well, the invitation to the squirrels, pellet gun. The pellet, pellet gun. Yeah, That's yeah. what I was thinking. But. You know, you can you can you know eradicate them or, or have them trapped out of there. I mean, you one thing you could do is uh, get you some live traps, uh, some squirrel live traps, and keep them at the base of the tree, mm-hmm. and maybe put a peach inside of the live trap, which they'll obviously go to, and then you can start trapping them out of there, and it'll reduce the number of squirrels that you have in the area. Now, to completely get rid of them, I, I would say not, but but to get rid of some of them, and I want to say relocate. When you relocate, take them to a wooded area, uh, probably ten miles or so away from your home, where there's some uh, adequate water, and release them in, back into the wild. Okay, and that's They will. They will survive, obviously. So, so can well, you? Can, last question. Someone told me I could put uh, old CDs on the tree and the. Movement of the CD would distract the squirrels. Well, that works for a little while. Hang on, um, what are we putting on the tree? CDs. CD. CD. It's, it's that mirror, it, it's oh. mirror effect, yeah. and it yeah. spooks that, on that thing that people used in the nineties for yeah. music. Yeah. 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 Okay. Now I got you. <laughs> well, they, that'll that'll work for a while too, and then but uh, eventually uh, the squirrels will realize that there's no harm coming from them, and it'll mm-hmm. it'll it'll work for a short period of time. Just like the, you know, you put these uh, bat up or the snakes up for birds right. and things like that. Well, after a while, they realize that this is really not going to harm them, so they'll they'll get braver and braver and braver, and then finally they'll realize they'll just nothing's happening, so they'll start eating your peaches again. Uh, I would believe that the the the, the best deterrent, like I said, is is remove some of them, and you know, a, a live trap is probably. Fifty seventy five dollars for a squirrel live trap, and it it's just and it doesn't harm them as uh, long as you get out there and and get them moved within four or five hours because they will start stressing in a small area. Kay, okay, I would love to say that that Pam had the ultimate answer last week to this particular question okay, when she said, "I didn't hear that." Yes. Come here, kitty, 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 Get kitty, a cat. Kitty. Come here, kitty, 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 kitty. And let that cat hang around that tree, and those squirrels won't come around anymore. That's true. Or a dog. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me, this is, okay, so you talk about the dog. i got to tell my story. Okay, go for it. So I had a problem with rodents and um, ended up getting a couple of male cats. Hey, Kay, thank you very much for giving us a call. Yeah, just listen, listen up on this, Kay, and see if this won't help you some. So I get these two cats, and they're growing up, and <laughs> son of a gun, they are, like, bringing tons of squirrels and rats, and they're just taking care of everything. Well, one of the problems that I've had uh-huh. is that they don't kill them, and oh. they bring them in the house. Yes, and so the I had that. For you. Yes. So this, they found a oh, nest of squirrels, baby squirrels, last oh, week. Oh no! And they were bringing them in, and the, and the other day, Buddha, the big one, uh-huh. brings in a baby, baby squirrel, and it's squeaking, squeaking, and here comes my dog. Uh oh! So the cat dropped the squirrel, and the dog picked it up, and I was like, "Now, Margot, let go of the squirrel," and she swallowed it. Because that's what dogs do. Oh my gosh, that's so your story. Of being in my attic, I, I felt terrible, and I thought, well, better in your dog, better in the dog than in I, the attic. I feel better about my pelican. <laughs> I give on, you guys. that. I'll give you that. Well, I have something that I wanted to ask you about rodents. Somebody told me that rodents won't come around where there's cat urine. Uh. Well, that's not definitely true to the point that um, there's not many things that deter rodents. Um, they are neophobic. They are scared of most everything. You change something in their world and they'll move. Not necessarily that they won't come to your house. They'll just find a different path. 
Okay, so um, let's say you change something in their path or around your house. Well, if you got camera see them, you'll notice they'll change their path. If you just put a flower pot in this way, it will completely change its path and figure out a different way around your house because they're scared of everything new. In different smells, they will avoid for a short time, but that's all. Then they'll come back. Yeah. Huh. If they meet that cat. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> Steven's yeah. on the road and uh, wanted to talk to the critter guy, John, this morning. What's going on, Steven? Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks. Um, there's nothing nastier than getting up in the middle of the night, going in your kitchen, and stepping on a slug. Oh. Uh, stepping on a slug. A oh, slug. oh, okay. Uh, I may beg to differ. I mean, I would take that over a uh, over a Lego any day. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, you got a point, and I'm of the age I remember the jacks that we play with. Right, right. Oh, ouch. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, I live in a. I have a court. I live in New Orleans in the French Quarter. I have a courtyard, and and it's lots of plants and stuff. And of course, these slugs love that. And then they decide that they really love to come in my house in the middle of the night. Uh, how in the world do they get to be so small that they can slide underneath the door? I don't know. But is there anything I can put down to keep them from coming in the house? I have animals. So I have to be careful because of my animals, what I use. But is there anything in particular like a miracle cure or something I could I could try? Well, there's not there's not really a miracle cure for them. I mean, you know, the the quickest way is you know put a salt barrier, but that really doesn't work when you're you know at a home. But uh, there's a product out there called Larva Lure. Um, that what, hang on, what's that called again? Uh, it's larva lure. Larva lure. Right. Okay. Uh, you can look that up online, and you can get a small amount of it, and it's just a granular, and you sprinkle it out, sprinkle it outside, and they they feed on it, and it and it will kill them. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, you know, a slug will flatten itself out down to uh, a thirty second of an inch, so it can pretty much go through any crack. Uh, oh my gosh, are you serious? <laughs> oh yeah, they 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 can get down thirty second yeah. of an inch. Yeah, they, they can get down there pretty small. So. Any, wow. You know, if you've got a door, a really, really good door sweep and a side seal on your be on your on your doors, that'll help a lot. But if you can see any light at all around your windows or your doors, or if you've got shifting in your house, uh, you're going to have them. And you know, the larva lure will help. It's not a miracle cure, but it will reduce the amount that's in your on your patio area. Are you um, saying larva larva lure? Is that what you're saying? Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's larva lure. I, I, it's um. um it's you can look it up on the internet. I mean, there's different products. Uh, you can go to, and I say this every time on the show, uh, and I'm not promoting this website, but it's, it's Do It Yourself Pest. It's a it's a website, and you can put in the pest that you're looking at, and it'll give you different products that you, as a homeowner, can purchase at a limited quantity that will assist you. Um, if it's something that's out of hand, obviously you're gonna need a professional. But something that you know you can you know uh, handle yourself or try is you can go on the, that website, put in the pest you're looking at, and it'll give you different products. Larva Lord is one of them, and they're probably it's probably one of the better products out there for uh, slugs and snails. So I this found is it here. L A R V A. 
L-U-R. Yes, Lava Lure. Lava Lure. Yeah. <clears throat> but do it yourself. You can – it's control so Even product. if you're doing yourself, they, they tell you how to measure this thing off for, like, normal humans to use it and not – Yeah, you know. it does. I mean, every product has a uh, label on the back of it tells you how much to a square footage to use. Right. You know, and, and it's really not going to hurt any other animal. Uh, it's just made oh, for, okay. you know, okay. crickets and, and slugs and things like that. Okay. No. All right. Uh, you know what? Let's go ahead and take a break. It's time. Uh, today, our guest is John Abel from Abel's Pet Premier Pest. We'll talk about your home pest control and best ways to keep them out if you have a pest problem and don't mind sharing uh, on the air. You can join the conversation. We're also here to answer your general home improvement questions. Of course, as always, you can call us 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email, fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. I'm Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHI Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Our guest today is John Abel from Abel's Premier Pest, and you can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. A couple of questions here, uh, John, that i got to ask. When we say pest, what, what, what's considered a pest? I mean, like, have you ever been called on something and said, no, ma'am, I'm sorry, you can't kill that? Is it- well, I mean, <clears throat> just, uh, just because something is bugging you doesn't classify it as a pest. I mean, when you got different... You know, things, um, you know, wildlife can become a pest. Right. Okay. Now, when they're on the exterior of your home, they are wildlife. Right. <laughs> when they become on the interior of your home, they become a pest. pest right. We read okay. them. And, so, a, and an insurance claim. Right. Yeah. So it it is, um, it, you know, you, you got different areas now to say what is, what isn't. I mean, you know, obviously you got cockroaches and you got mice right. and rats. What we normally deal with. You know, uh, but, you know, something gets in your home, uh, squirrels become a pest, you know, and um, but when it's on the outside of your home doing damage to your house, right. it is wildlife. Well, let me ask you, when, when you go on calls, is there like a common thread with the houses that attract pests? Uh, not really. Not I mean, well, here's the thing. If, if you're close to a, a runoff ditch. Uh-huh. You're going to have more rodent activity than if you're just out in the middle of a flat with no really runoff. Because what happens is rodents, they live in, they, they'd rather be outside than in your house because they get more nutrients on the exterior out in the wild right. than they do from your home. And they live in these runoff ditches that we have around Jackson and right. Madison. And uh, once the water level gets high, it pushes them out. And then they find a new home, which is usually your house. And they'll what they do is they live in there. But... They don't stay in there all the time. They're in and out all the time. They're moving in and out of your house all the time, back and forth. Huh. So <clears throat> that's why, you know, when, when we say, you know, get rid of rodents, you got to find out how they're getting in and stop that up before you're ever. I mean, you can put all the bait in the world, but if right. they're still continuing to get in because they follow one another, 
they leave a pheromone behind. They follow one another. Says, "Hey, there's a shepherd right. here." You know, it's funny. We talk. We've talked squirrels on this show, uh, and in the past, we've talked raccoons and possums and everything else. Uh, one of the things that you mentioned when you came in today is that you got more bats than you can deal with all of a sudden. What is that? Well, the thing with bats is nobody ever looks up. Okay. Right. And the reason we deal with, I mean, they don't. They walk around their house and look at the bottom and they Except never look an up. Except I mean, we, we look up all the time. Yeah. I mean, you know, doing home inspections, they run into those uh, those situations a lot. Right. Okay. But homeowners in general uh-huh. never look up. That's why you walk around and the fascia boards fall off the house because they never look at it. Right. You know, uh, but uh, bats, uh, this time of year, the reason people notice bats more this time of year. Oh, I'm sorry, my phone. That's all right. Sorry, I forgot to turn it off. John's got one of those uh, Radio 101 moments going on. Yeah, uh, that's my fire radio. But anyway, um, they the um, the houses, you know, with bats, and and in uh, this time of year, uh, is you go to bed earlier or you're outside earlier. Right. Yeah. It's darker earlier. You get home and you see bats flying around. During the summertime, by 9 o'clock, when it's starting to get dark, you're in the house, usually watching TV, so you don't notice that many bats. But this time, you right. see them flying around your house because you're still outside just coming home from work. Right. So we get a lot more calls this time of year. Really? Yes. And and between May and August, it's kind of a, a iffy time with bats because they are protected and you can't uh-huh. harm their young, and that's their breeding area. Time, right. So you have to be very careful that time. But we have a lot of bats in Jackson. Wow. A lot. A lot. Okay. And, you know, uh, so how do you know you've got bats? And what we see is, um, I'll never, I just, if I open up that attic door and it smells like a cat's been peeing up Mm. there, I close that door very quickly. (laughs) Is that, is that an indication that there's bats? It smells like a a cat litter box. Well, it's a strong ammonia smell. Uh, It's kind of like a chicken house. If you've ever been around a chicken house, I mean, it's kind of a little bit sweeter smell, but that's one indication because, um, when you walk around your home, if there's gaps in your fascia board, uh-huh. uh, about an inch wide, right, or you've got a, an exposed gable vent, right, uh, they get up in that gable vent, and they get up in that, because what happens is heat escapes from your home. Right. And they're mammals, they want to be warm also. Mm-hmm. So they'll get up in there, and they'll hang out, and they'll breathe. But once they get behind that fascia board, they'll hang out there, and they, they have droppings, which they drop on the ground. Right. And that's one indication is you walk around your house, and if you see what you think is rodent droppings, you're not going to find those outside in quantities like that. So you're more than likely have bats if you have a quantity in a certain area. Okay. So It'll wow. be dripping down the side of that gable vent yep. or down the side of the fascia. Yep. That's horrible. Well, but you have to think about it. I mean, bats are not all that bad. No, they're not bad. No, bats eat a lot of mosquitoes. And, and too, now, if bats get in your house, that is a covered loss on most homeowner policies. So well, apparently they cause a bad smell. Well, it, it's more it's than a that. It's, issue. Yeah, it's the the, the guano. Yeah, the guano is is um, is toxic. Well, it carries the HEPA. Okay, it carries the HEPA virus, the bird flu, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and also in their in their uh, oh in their guano or fecal matter. Mm-hmm. You know, eight percent of the bats have the rabies virus, and it's also pushed out through their fecal matter and mm-hmm. the, the virus is still in their fecal matter so it's oh, wow yeah so it's something that we deal with you know when i when i vacuum it up when i have a, I have a special filter on my machine and i vacuum it up and we we destroy it we don't just put it in the ground we destroy right. it so you know how do you destroy it we put it in a um a incinerator? incinerator wow and um but you know we destroy it and also it um it is uh 
if you have a breakage in your ventilation system in your home, like your air mm-hmm. ducting system, and you have bat and it gets dry, uh-huh. that's one of the problems. And it's also with rodent feces too. It's fecal matter. Oh, okay. it's, it's breakages. So. All right, let's go to uh, go to the phone. Kathleen's on the line in Osaka. What's going on, Kathleen? Well, I was real concerned about slugs. Now I'm all paranoid about, <laughs> about bats. Yeah, <laughs> took, you, took your mind off the rain. All right, yeah. kind of doom and gloom today, haven't right. we? Well, I got a quick question about folklore, and then I'll tell you a short one. Uh, is there a remedy to get rid of slugs? A lady in New Orleans on Esplanade Avenue told me this. They used it for years, and I didn't have any luck. Beer in a kind of like a little trough and make a roll of newspaper, and you put one lip outside the little trench and douse it with news, uh, beer, and that they'll follow the beer and go round and round the newspaper. You just throw the newspaper out. I, I never had it. All right, Kathleen, I've got something for you. I was told that if you put out like a little saucer full of beer, that the snails would come to it and then for some reason die. And I tried it at my home one time years ago, and I woke up in the morning with five dead snails in the beer. And it was wow. shocked. Wow. I tried that once. It did work. Really? I put it out in my garden. Yeah, a little cap of. I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, you know, there's there's uh, yeast in the beer, you know, mm-hmm. off the hops, and uh, that's an attractive to them. You know, they feed on dog food, anything yeah. with carbs. Um, so I mean, it's, it's possible that it could work. You know, is is you roll them up in the paper, uh, you know, that would be, I guess, arduous maybe uh, to do that every single day. Yeah, but I'm, I'm sure it would probably yeah. work. You'll have to have an excuse to pop a beer every day, Kathleen, to make this work properly. Hey, look, after I did my episode with them, that, there was no no bars hold. Right. <laughs> sleeping in my bed with my big cat, BB, and all of a sudden something plopped on my shoulder. Well, I thought it was BB. I'm turning around. A freaking bat. I want you to know, with heart trouble, all beat up and broke those all the stuff. I flipped them covers over, thought I caught the bat in it, ran out the door with my birthday suit, shaking the the thing, and the bat's not in the blanket. I couldn't sleep for days. Finally, had a call. Uh, We're not uh, laughing at uh, you. So you can laugh with me. It wasn't really funny. It's like, who wants to see naked granny on the back chasing the bat? Well, that is funny, though. It was coming in from the drop door into the ceiling. Yeah. Oh. And it's going, how it got through that little bitty thing, but my heart will never be the same. Well, you know, what I say, I could never be the same. No. <laughs> you know, people panic uh, with bass. Bass aren't that bad. I mean, you know, everybody's like, you know, you watch the vampire movies and things like that. And that gives the bats a, a bad rap. But this is what I tell people. Because I've had bats because I work with them. I've had them come out on me and land on me. And the worst thing to do is freak out and start slapping them because they will bite you. Okay. So what you do, and I know this is really, really hard. And I'm going to tell you a story. It's really hard to do is once they land on you, don't panic and start slapping at them. Let them close their wings. And once they do that and they'll close their mouth, they go into safe mode. When their wings are expanded, they are in protective mode with their mouth open and they will bite you. Once they close down and they settle down, then you take the back of your hand or something and wipe them off of you. Uh, I told one girl that, and she said, "I will as I'm running down the road." You know, (laughs) but I was just thinking of that. If you started that with after the bat lands Lands on you, and I was like, "That's where most people stop because that's where they passed out." Right right there. Well, here's one thing on the bat thing, real quick, Um, and and this is just to let you guys know. 
is rabies virus in bats make bats sick. I mean, they don't just have it and not bother them. They are they get sick just like we do. So if you find a bat in what we call a non-normal area, like sitting on the floor, uh huh, that is not normal That's for a, a bat. Sick bat. That is a sick bat, or in the yard on the hmm. ground. Hmm. You either damn, he's either injured or sick. Okay, or he's he's laying flat somewhere. Bats hang. I don't care what it's from, uh-huh. they hang. So if you find one that's not, then that's an indication that it's a sick bat. You need to stay away from it and use caution when you have somebody come get it. That's some great advice. I would that's appreciate true. that, that's John. Very yeah. Okay, I have a question. Aren't they um, like nocturnal, so they don't move around a lot during the day? They don't like to. They will, but they don't like to. I mean, if you, if you, if you knock one off the nest, it will fly off into a tree, but they are nocturnal. They don't like the daylight at all. Yeah. So. All right, let's uh, let's keep moving. We've got a, uh, I think Preston on the line in Four Corners. What's going on, Preston? Hey, I've got an off the wall question. I don't know if you guys have answered it before or not, but it says, uh, do fish and other water critters drink? If so, do they do salt water or fresh water? All right, so uh, <laughs> do fish drink is the question. <laughs> I, I, let me tell you, I know I have I have a couple of I've got a, con, a couple of contractors here in the room. I've never and, seen a fish at the bar. All right, but you know I've seen people drink like a fish. I have too. With all the expertise in the room, I'm going to ask Java because you'll get just as good an answer there as you will anyone at this table. What is the show going to? Uh, yeah, this used to be a home improvement thing. It used to be. Right, yeah. All right, thanks, Preston. We appreciate it, man. All right, let's go on to Lisa in uh, Strayhorn. What's going on, Lisa? Got moles. You got moles. Got moles. Not the pretty kind. Not the pretty <laughs> <laughs> Um, You know, uh, feral cat. Um, a feral cat, yeah. Nice. We got, no, we got, we got 30 of those. But they he, mine. They're not mine, but uh, there's like 30 of those on the property. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, Stop here's, feeding them. Here's the thing, yeah. With a feral cat, people's like, "Oh, I got feral cats," but if you feed them, they're not feral. Like a, they're not feral anymore. <laughs> I mean, if you feed them just enough to keep them around your place and then let them hunt, because once you feed them, they lose the ability not lose ability, they lose a want to hunt because uh, oh, you're feeding them. But here, here's the thing. Here's a product that will assist you. Okay, it is made. It is a product that's made for ants. Okay, but a byproduct of that is it'll make moles move. It won't kill them. It'll make them move. Okay, so what happens is it's called Bifin LP. It's a granular, and okay. um, it runs about. Oh, is that like bitchin? B i spell it. Like what? Can you spell it? Oh, yeah. it's B i f e n, and then the initial behind it is L slash P, okay. and it's a granular that comes in twenty five pound bags. Um, what, what what kind of packaging would that look like? Is it like a fire ant thing? Is it a pretty much? It comes in. A, it's a sand that's been impregnated with biofin right uh, uh, chemicals. No, you don't know. Well, well, biofin IT, you spray on wash. Okay, okay but this is biofin LP. It's a granular that you put in the ground. It's the same product, but it comes in a granular, and every time it rains, it puts it in the ground, and it kills everything in the ground as far as uh, grubs and worms and things. And what it does, it gets rid of the things that the moles are looking for. Now, granted, it is not labeled for moles. You're putting it out for ants, but a byproduct is it will make the moles move. It will assist you in that area. Okay, but we have a pond at the bottom of the hill. Okay, you have to be careful with that because of the runoff factor. If you can stay about 50 yards away from the pond, at least 30, you'll be good uh, as far as runoff. And if it's 
Another thing is it depends on how steep your embankment is, how uh, far as runoff. Uh, so it, on the back of the bifid, it, it, it gives you all that calculation as to how to figure up on your runoff into your pond. Now, it, <clears throat> that is a factor. Like I said, when you do have creeks and, and ponds, you have to take that in. But on the back of the bag, it, it gives you uh, uh, the calculation as to how far to stay away from those those waters. Maybe just make this matter quit feeding the dang cats outside. You don't have to worry about it. Let them kill them. Right. Well, that's true. I mean, they will start stop. hunting once you stop feeding the yeah, cats. Stop feeding the cats. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you got the food bill. Yeah, you got the food bill. Right. If I work both ways, so. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you, Lisa. We appreciate it. You know what? It's time for another break. And if you want to join today's uh, show, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We're talking about your home improvement projects and how to keep them pest-free with John Abel from Abel Premier Pest. I always get that messed up, John. Sorry. Stay tuned for more tips and advice on keeping the critters out in your house in tip-top shape. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, professor of internal medicine and pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. On the original Southern Remedy, we answer questions about all aspects of your health and share some of the latest medical information in the news. You can listen to the show on Wednesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with uh, Pam Pibus, ASHI certified uh, inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl. I'm going to get it together, I promise, Java. And uh, licensed contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. Today in our studio is guest John Abel from Abel Premier Pest. And uh, John, are rats one of the biggest rodents that you deal with? I mean, is that one of the biggest problems that you have, rats? If you had to choose of all the critters, which one do you get the most calls about? Uh, bats. Bat? Really? Yeah, we have a lot, a lot of problems with even, bats. Even with squirrels and every mice and uh, well, everything? You know, the thing about it is, is there's not a lot of people that, that deal with bats around the Jackson market. I think there's five of us. Oh, maybe. okay, okay. Uh, but, you know, rats, uh, rodents, rodents, I'm not going to say rat, rodents, period, because, you know, mm-hmm. you've got several different varieties uh, right. in Mississippi. But, uh, you know, when you deal with rodents, um, it is, you know, you have to, you've got to seal them out. I mean, you can, like I said before, you can put out all the baits you want and, you know, sealed in baits and kill what's there, but they're going to continue to enter your home through that situation, you know, through a dryer vent. Right. Uh, uh, one of the biggest places is under your tub because when a contractor on a house is conventional, what he does is when he builds your tub in there, they leave enough room for them to get their arms up in there to hook up the right. plumbing. Well, they never seal that up. So it's an open area for a rodent Been to enter there, your home. done that, remember? Really? Yeah. 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 So when I is, tore my bathroom out, I was like, what's been living down here? Yeah, that's, uh-huh. that's one of the biggest areas that I run into that they are coming really? in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I guess you've got a regular kind of heat source in the in the bathtub also. Uh, or I mean, once you get into the subfloor, I mean, you got you got... You know, you're going to have a uh, you know warm area for right. them to kind of hang out in, and then they travel in there uh, into get into your wall situation. Well, um, one of the things that we're very proud of here on uh, Fix It 101 
is our ability to find the wrong way to do something at least once. <laughs> and and we are proud of that. Typically, yes. typically, that's how I learn all my lessons. Yeah, typically I'm the guy that does the lesson making around yeah. here. Uh, but but Jeff took the crown a couple of weeks ago, uh, and he there's something start on my list here, and 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 Java picked out some stuff for us to talk about about keeping rats away, and one of the things. That he starred on this uh, on this was use baits and poisons outside. <laughs> there Thanks, was Java. the critical Thanks, word. Yeah. Well, I mean, outside. He's, he's not wrong. No, no, okay, so so where did our where did our our contractor go wrong here? Well, far as do <clears throat> what when you put baits on the outside, it has to be in a closed lock. Uh, approved station okay to keep uh-huh. animals out of it and children and, and things like that it's usually a pvc station and you put bait inside of it and, and people are like oh it goes in there how many you catch well that's not the way it works is they go in they eat the rodenticide and they go off and 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 die somewhere else right. okay so to have those around your house will assist you but as long as there's an opening because there's the base that we have that are approved by the epa are uh, some of them are single feed and some of them are multi feed, mm-hmm. but it takes about three days to for it to kill the rodent because if a dog or a child or a cat or something gets a hold of it, you have time to have medical assistance. Right. Okay. So we don't have anything that you know they as soon as they get into it, boom, they're done. So outside base stations are not bad. Right. You know they do assist, but you still have to seal up your home. I mean, right. in behind gutters. Gutters, right. your gutter system, that, that's, I mean, squirrels and rodents, that's one of the big, big areas uh, for them to enter because uh, as rain comes down, they get in the gutter and it overslashes, overslashes mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it kind of makes your fascia board weak. And in corners, it makes it even weaker. And they get in that corner and they get their teeth on it and they chew a hole and then they're in your home. Huh. So you need to check because nobody ever looks at their gutters either. Right. Nobody ever gets up there. They may, they may clean them out, but they never look behind them. That Boy, if keeps you look, me in business looking at people's gutters. <laughs> right. If you, if you listened last week, you'd know what Jeff did was took a handful of Tide Pods and threw them up in his attic. Is that, is that kind of how it went, Jeff? Yeah, it wasn't actually it, Tide Pods. But <laughs> make it smell good? Yeah, we don't need to talk about Jeff anymore. Right? <laughs> We need to talk about somebody else, okay? <laughs> but in that in that situation, with uh, uh, if you do put the Tide Pods in the sewer, they need to be in a closed. They need to be in a closed approved station uh, to keep anything you else. Can't you can't just hold throw up. stuff up there. You, you, you can't just throw stuff anymore. You used to have John, what they call throw packs, but I they told, don't have. I a, told my can. wife not to do it. I, I told her not to do it. Women never listen to it. They never. I told her not to do it. It was, was going to be a mistake, especially to their husbands. Okay, so the number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. We do have some emails, and, you know, this rain has brought problems, all kinds of problems, when you've got so much water. Here's one for you. I'm looking for advice on how to fix a slab of slippery concrete in my carport. We flood frequently here, and when that silt settles on this slab, it's very slick, like ice. Is there a way to fix this on a tight budget? Thanks, Lee. <laughs> How many times have we heard that? And that's mm-hmm. always I want it fixed, the, but I don't want to spend much. I don't want right. to spend much money. The, the only thing I know to do, um, and here's here's our issues, it's in the garage, so you've got cars, mm-hmm. motorcycles, bicycles, you, you, you've got tires on them. Um, so you've got to use a, in my opinion, an epoxy-based coating, 
And in that epoxy-based coating, you could put some granulars, and that's going to solve your problem, but you're going to spend a couple hundred bucks a gallon. Putting a couple hundred bucks a gallon? Sure, sure, yeah. absolutely, a, a, a two-part epoxy. Anything that's going to hold up to that car tire. Now, so yeah. can I go buy some paint and throw some sand in it and it worked the same? No, mm-hmm. no. No. One other thing, too, you know, if he was talking about, once you do that, you got to look at, too, the expense of cleaning that concrete so that epoxy will stick. That's true. You know, because if you got oil of any type off your tires or leaking or whatever, it's got to come out, and it's got to come out deep because the epoxy won't stick to it. But right, at, the, at the end of the day, it's worth it. I, I did it to my personal uh, garage, and, uh, I mean, it's very nice. So, huh. um, And I, now it's not slippery. It, no, no, not at all. Yeah. So... And you know what? Uh, if you wanted to do something just to, to hold the ground for a little while, there's nothing wrong with buying a, band, uh, a bag of play sand and putting some out uh, here and there. It's going to make a mess. I was going to say, and then you get yeah. to walk in your house yeah. and, right. that's, yeah. right. and track yeah. that all over the place. Sure. What about those mats? Do you know anything yeah, about Yeah, yeah. I think, I think the mats are... Yeah. are an option. What sort of mats are you talking about? Well, you can get these rubber mats, but now the, the issue I'm going to have with the rubber mats, because the caller said that their floor constantly gets wet, uh-huh. you, and then you trap that moisture under that under that rubber mat, eventually you're going to get mold and mildew. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I like the paint okay, idea you, if my garage floor is constantly getting wet. Is now, that a DIY about the rubber, project? Is that, I'm some, sorry? is that a DIY project? Is I that think something is. that the homeowner could do? Yeah, as think, long as they clean it. I think really it is. Good. Okay. Okay. Very good. All right. Lee, I hope maybe that you can get to that. Um, the solutions there don't look easy or cheap. Uh, well, it's not. It doesn't look like it's, it's difficult. It's, it's not that difficult. Get a get a, a roller. That's how we uh, myself and my couple of my boys helped me. Right. And uh, so it's a it's a DIY project. Sure. Just uh, it's going to cost a lot for the material. What about, Somebody, even mats are expensive. I mean, you look oh, yeah, at oh, that's right. They're, they're, they're not cheap either. No, so yeah. it's probably cheaper uh, just to do the epoxy. What about I think it is. a ceiling fan? In the garage, just to help with some air movement, you think that would help? I, would yeah, you know, I, I, I like ceiling fans, especially if you've got a vaulted ceiling. Um, nothing wrong with moving air. So you could move the air in that garage if it's an enclosed garage. Now, if it's a carport, that's not going to help no. you much. But if it's an enclosed garage, yeah, I think I, I think that would help. And you know what I'm wondering too, um, and we see this all the time, is that the dryer vent sometimes is. Vented into that oh, garage. Oh gosh, I, I hope not. But <laughs> yeah. but yeah, yeah, and then that will I cause think, moisture issues. I think back in the some of the older homes, we were unfortunately venting into the garage. Right. I, I don't think we're doing that now. But new construction uh, isn't. Yeah, but you've I think got I think we were doing homes. it back in back in the day. Yeah, mm-hmm. some of them up into a five gallon bucket with holes drilled into it. You know? <laughs> and some water. Yeah, some water. Know, but yeah. that doesn't get it's, rid of your moisture. No. It's still gonna yeah. that gets your lint. All right, folks. Number Bad to call idea. if you've got a question for uh, for your home is give us a call. It's 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Another email here. And, of course, moisture again. All right. So this one, this one goes big, and this one's going to get deep here. So uh, here's some concern, concerns for this homeowner. Retained a lot of moisture underneath last year, underneath their home. Ground was damp most of the summer, was treated for termites about three years ago. No signs of them. Certain windows accumulate moisture even on the vinyl blinds. Water stands around certain parts of the foundation when it rains. 
and several areas around the foundation do not allow the water to run off in heavy rain. Water pools in several areas uh, on the front and back sides of the home. Uh, I notice uh, around some of the skirting of the home and the interior walls are bulging. Mm. Um, kitchen is becoming a, there's a, which is becoming a bigger opening and smaller cracks developing on the side of the kitchen. Uh, living room has got a big crack in it along a oh, seam. Uh, a spider type crack between a dining room and family room. <coughs> Uh, they've had someone come out and say that it looks like settling. Uh, someone else also said it's uh, excessive moisture underneath the home. And and uh, she's asking what type of professional does she hire to get the job done? And I thought I thought about this a lot. And I was at the uh, the home show, uh, the the home show in Jackson, uh, I guess last week. And there was uh, some contractors there that worked generally just with cross spaces and 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 working on how to move uh water or whatever moisture barriers or whatever need to be dealt with with crawl spaces so that might be something i might look up is crawl spaces i'm sure different contractors can handle the handle that guys there's nothing worse than having water stand around your foundation i, I can't think of anything so, uh, and under my, it, yeah. of course, uh, my rule of thumb, of course, 10 feet out, I want six inches of fall. Mm. Um, now, if on a crawl space, I'm probably going to um, get a couple people involved. I'm probably going to get a general contractor involved, and I'm probably going to get uh, some HVAC people involved as well. Um, so we could get some air movement through underneath that house. Um, and, and, you know, we want Visqueen on the ground. There's several things and and it's going to start with that general contractor to come out, evaluate the situation and then start making recommendations on, cause there could be two or three things. Oh, yes. Oh, absolutely. You know, and we've been, um, that's the big debate right now. I just got back from the ashy convention down in new Orleans and went to a CE class called creepy crawly spaces. Yeah. And every situation is different. There's no constant. Mm -hmm. So you have to look at crawl spaces in the south is a problem because our air is so moist. That's right. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to trap that underneath the house. And one of the movements now is complete encapsulation. Right. And I'm really interested in that because the class that I went to talked about if you don't if you just circulate the air, you still have moist air that gets trapped on wood yep. members. Right. And we're seeing a tremendous amount of wood rot in those joists and in that foundation. And, too, that can migrate to the wood floors. Right. Uh, we, we did a job in Bellhaven to where the, the wood floors in this house actually buckled due to the moisture Coming under. Up through. Yeah, yeah. In, in the cross space. That's yeah. unbelievable. Well, I go under a lot of houses, okay? Uh-huh. And here, here's, the, here's my take on this, okay, is encapsulation is great. I mean, this really does well, but you've got to have a sump pump also to pump uh-huh. out the water. That's, there's going to be moisture getting there, and you're going to have to have a dehumidifier to remove that moisture underneath. Now, this, not, this is not a, a cheap solution. It's, 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 it's pretty expensive, expensive. But the thing about it is you've got to look at your home as you're probably one of your largest investments that you have. So, and a complete encapsulation is a is a good move, but you need a contractor to look at to see what your wood rot and right. are your pest infestations under there. 
right. before you do that. All right, let's uh, let's go to the phones. Let's see. Marcus has been waiting on the line, and Brandon for a little while. What's going on, Marcus? Hey, how's it going? Good. What what's going on with your house? Um, so I stay in Brandon mm-hmm. uh, around the reservoir area, and every time it rains in our neighborhood in the small town of Fanny, mm-hmm. um, it, it seems like. My uh my yard my yard floods like really really bad and it gets all muddy and stuff and I was trying to see uh for those you know what I'm saying those really wetlands every time it rains and uh it just gets constantly worse as it rains mm-hmm. like what what could I do uh could I put gravel down or did I need to wait till it stop raining so much to put it down or what could I do about that and you're trying to um let's see what is the what's the goal Marcus what are you trying to get done. Well, um, there are several, um, as, as you drive into our driveway, there are several like holes and stuff from the vehicles and uh-huh. it being muddy and stuff like that. So I'm trying to fill the holes and just basically I'm coming, need to come up with a solution for parking, especially since it's just like one big mud pit. Right. Right. Uh, Guys, what do you think? Uh, should we fill in this mud pit? Well, is this a neighborhood problem or just an individual lot problem on your yard? Yeah, it's an individual lot. Okay, okay. so okay, so the problem not, is isolated to you. Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, sir. there's there's several things you can do, and again, you have to get the water away from your house. Okay. Um, gravel, I don't think is going to be the answer. I think you're going to have to come in with with topsoil and landscaping and get the water away from your house. Okay, so basically I need to make a trench. Yeah, whatever it's going to take, and obviously it's hard to see your situation on the radio, but whatever it is going to take to get the water away from your house. Okay. And and this doesn't always necessarily require, um, and, and these three contractors in this room are just going to hate me for saying this, but that doesn't always require getting the, the, the biggest, baddest contractor you can find. Sometimes it's, it's find yourself a really good landscaper that understands how Try to move it. water. I Absolutely. Agree. I agree. Yeah. Get it, get an instrument, shoot your elevations, find out, find out where you can move the water. Yeah. And some of these, uh, some of these folks that drive around and look like they just cut grass are actual landscapers That's and they're right. artists. They can tell you how to move uh, that water away from your home so that you don't have the issue in the, in the future. All right, let's keep on moving. Uh, Joe is on the line in Summerall, Tennessee. What's going on, Tennessee, Joe? Well, I'm looking for uh, guidance on armadillo control. All right. That All right. Sounds like we, we, we got the armadillo we, man. We yeah. hadn't asked anybody about armadillos, so <laughs> well, let's go. Okay, you got... You know, as I was speaking earlier, uh, if it'll work for moles, it'll work for armadillos, okay, because they're after the same source of food. Um, okay, you got really a couple of choices with armadillos. Uh, you can trap them with a live trap, and what that requires is taking worms, putting them in a, in a stocking, keeping them moist, and tying them to the trap gate. Uh, that You can trap them that way, armadillos, or put it in their path yeah, to where they kind of... You know, uh, you've got a little chute that narrows them down into it. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Did you just say put worms in a sock? Yeah, well, it's stocking, not a sock, but you take a stocking because you can keep them moist that way and it keeps the worms like from escaping. Pantyhose? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And uh, you put them in that, <laughs> in, in pantyhose, if you want to say the that, and keep them moist. Use of pantyhose. And you, 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 the smell, they can smell them and they'll right. come to them, you know. Oh, and, interesting. And uh, they, that's what it was for the baits and trap them. But. 
the biofin LP, again, it's not labeled for that. There's labeled for fire ants, but it kills everything in the ground as far as worms and grubs. Okay. Wow, and this stuff's it will amazing. Make, it'll like make that. them move. Now, it won't kill them. You're, you're putting it out for your insect, but as a, as a byproduct of that, it makes the armadillos move to another property to your neighbor or whatever. You can actually mark a line on the ground and put out the biofin, and you can see they'll come up to that line, they'll turn around and leave. Or keep digging on the other side of that line. So uh, it, it does work uh, as a deterrent to armadillos. Uh, and biofin lasts about three, four months, uh, you know, or to six months, uh, depending on the rain situation. But uh, it, it will deter them. Yeah, don't put it out now. <laughs> no, no, it's about to rain again. <laughs> well, now, now, i got a couple of questions. One is yeah. I've used live traps before, and the armadillos stick their nose under and and spring the trap, so they keep ruining the traps I buy. Smart critters. Sure they are. Mm -hmm. Well, they got a strong nose. And the other thing is, this is an 80 or 90 acre piece of property that I got, so uh, policing the thing is kind of tough to spray stuff around what you you know what what i would suggest is pick the areas out that you want that is more critical to to remove them if you've got 100 acres i mean they're they're going to be there i mean unless you're out with a you know uh shooting them or trapping them or whatever but as far as you're trapping if you want them to keep them from springing the trap get you some thin plywood and and stand it on both sides of the trap where the gate is and what it does is they'll still go in the trap and, and trip it but they won't be able to get their nose up under it if you enough to trip the trap okay all right john um you know we're getting down to the brass tacks of the show here and i wanted to ask a couple of questions thank you joe for the question um uh if we're doing traps you've mentioned traps several times today if i'm doing a trap in my home uh for for small crawly critters uh um not not insects but say uh you know something else another sort of pest what sort of trap when I go to the store, what am I looking for? What's the best thing for me to look for inside my home? Okay, well, okay, obviously, again, it depends on what you're trapping. So if it's if you want to live trap something, uh, it depends on the size of the animal, okay? Uh-huh. You have small, medium, and large traps. Now, if right. you get a large trap and you put it in there for a, a mouse, he's not going to be able to trip it. He doesn't weigh enough. Right. So it actually goes by weight. Now, if you want to snap trap uh-huh. and do a kill trap, that's different for rodents, right. okay? But a live trap, you have small rodent or small mm-hmm. squirrel, flying squirrel traps, which are very small. Right. And then it moves up to your squirrel medium range, and then you have large trap, and you got extra large traps. Can so I go buy these somewhere? You can buy them at, yeah, you can buy them at Lowe's, uh, Home Depot. They have them, and you can um, you know, really? pick them up at, uh, yeah, uh, Harbor Freight has them. Okay. Uh, you just have to. You know, a place like that, you ask for them, and they'll point them out to you because they don't just stand out, cause, but right. they are there in Lowe's and Harbor Freight and, okay. and, and, and Home Depot. All right. Well, that's it, folks. That's it. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Java Chapman. Our call screener is Liz Gill. For Pam Pivas and Jeff Sammons and John Abel, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101, only on MPB Think Radio.